Good morning. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Tori and Katie Hess in today. And you guys are the owners of Irrational Kitchen and Taps, which yes. we've kind of talked before we got on air that you guys just say Irrational. That's we do. Right. <laughs> Which That's right. I feel like this is a debate around town. Do you think that people do people debate with you guys about this? Uh, you know, we don't really care uh, <laughs> what they call us as long as they call us. Uh, yeah. that's, that's all that matters to us. So. Yeah. So tell me what <clears throat> this rest. This is a, a relatively newer restaurant. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been open now? We opened in May of last year, uh, 2022. Um, and it's kind of been rolling since then, you know. And so you are a uh, lunch and dinner place yes. location um, uh, in Washington Crossing, which is that kind of um, industrial looking building. People think Washington, a lot of people, I feel like it's still kind of making its name around town, but it's on Washington between the high school and the train tracks. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great location. It's just enough off of the beaten path. That it gives us a little bit of exclusivity while still being close enough to tech and in between the high school and right next to Life Church or pretty close to Life Church, um, you know, that we're still kind of right in the middle of everything. So, what is your background? Was, was this always a dream to own a restaurant or? Um, I've worked in restaurants as in management uh, in the Knoxville area since I was 24. So that was 13 years ago. Um, I took a little break. Uh, to work for a company called Cisco Food Services, which Mm -hmm. does sales for restaurants and hotels and things of that nature. Uh, And then, you know, kind of when COVID happened, uh, Katie and I just kind of looked at each other and we were like, you know, we we can do some stuff on our own to help the community and bring another locally owned business into Cookville. And uh, we just kind of started, you know, coming up with ideas and and, uh, game planning for what we wanted to do. What was your role in the things, Katie? Were you more of the, what are we doing? Why, Or were you like, yeah, let's go? So I knew he was super capable. I definitely trusted he could pull it off. But, I mean, my first day in the service industry was literally the day that we opened. So I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but you I'm, never, I'm waited ta- never waited tables or oh, anything? absolutely not. No. Yeah. Nope. Well, and I think that there's so many, you mentioned Cisco, which I'm sure is a, a vendor that you work with mm-hmm. now because sure. it's, that's, the, you always see, we, I, I work on Cedar and so I see the Cisco truck at Father Tom's right. and 37 Cedar all the time, but there's so many elements of running a restaurant, um, that you just don't necessarily think about when you get this, you know, crazy idea to open a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, from the smallest details of when, you know, you're going through your opening phases of, you know, what bricks are we going to use? What flooring are we going to use? What kind of lights and what's, what's our overall aesthetic going to be? I think he didn't pick out any of that. I did not pick out. That that was all Katie. And was that fun for (laughs) you? Was that exciting to kind of have? I like doing that sort of stuff. Well, and it's, it is a different, like you said, it, 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 brings a different level of restaurant option to this community that we don't necessarily have. It is a, a, a really open space and brick walls and kind of industrial yeah. looking, which kind of fits the, the right. building a bit. Um, was that kind of the the mindset before you even started? Was that you wanted something like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, my aesthetic is my kids would tell you I like old stuff and there is definitely <laughs> that. Um I antiqued all the lamps that everybody talks about that are hanging upside down, and somebody built that for us. And then we Etsy'd every one of those windows, um, wow. and then we had 
Frankie and Denny did mm-hmm. our bar top for us, and there's local um, Cookville reclaimed building pieces there. And then the sheet metal is from an actual barn in Putnam County. So yeah, that is real. That's it's cool to have kind of local source stuff in in a restaurant that, and even in a, in a business. We've done that in the Biz Foundry where we. We did. We have repurposed barn wood on the flo- on right. the ceiling panels and stuff, and so it just brings a, a different level of, of something. What about the food aspect of things? So it's definitely a different, uh, an elevated. I mean, it's good, good food. Um, was that kind of the the goal, the vision with things? Is yeah. I mean, I think we wanted the goal to be you know very solid foundational food with a little bit of a southern twist to it uh, um just from where what we like to eat what we've seen at you know places that we visited throughout the southeast and you know charleston was a big um you know aspect of what we tried to bring in along with my time in nashville and chattanooga and knoxville um just trying to see some things from there and bring them here a little bit and then kind of put our own little a little twist on it. How did you go about? So your menu is fairly simple. It it's is, not yes. overwhelming, which it can be sometimes at restaurants where you're flipping through, yeah. you know, a book of pages. It's front and back. Um, how did you figure out how to create a menu uh, of what you really wanted? Did you work with other chefs? Did you? Well, so there was a trial and error process that we went through um, cooking mostly stuff at the house, uh, at our house. And then, uh, thankful for my time with Cisco and as well as my relationships with another company called U.S. Foods that does um, that provides us products as well. Uh, we were just able to get in their kitchens and, you know, experiment with some products and, and get all these different things in that we may not have been able to otherwise. Did you have to host a lot of dinner parties, Katie? Uh, so Tori's entire family lives here in Cookville and they love some togetherness. So yes, we had a lot of volunteers. So was it, oh, is this kind of the family dynamics has always been kind of like this, that everybody's always cooking and there's big family gatherings? Oh yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, my grandmothers, you know, were very big proponents of it, having everybody together uh, as much as possible, um, when they were in town and, and we're thankful that, you know, most of my family still does live in Cookville. They may have moved away for a little while, kind of like us and then kind of find their way back. Um, but even, you know, we still have family that live out in Texas. Every time they come in, we try to get together as much as possible. And food's always the anchor of and family it, stuff. Yes, for sure. And it, you bring everybody around the table and you can kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Some things positive, some things, you know, maybe not so positive, <laughs> but with a funny twist on it. Um, so that was kind of, you know, what we just, you know, we love doing it, um, you know, and it's, I think it just brings something a little special to, to the market. In case you're just joining us, I have Tori and Katie Hess in today, the owners of Irrational Kitchen and Taps. So was there... Uh, a thought of, you know, you have kitchen and taps as part of it. So there is a bar area and there's TVs and kind of the one side of things. Was that an important element to add on or from from the get go or at some point did you think let's. Yeah, from from the get go, we definitely knew that we wanted to um, focus our cocktails on craft made, freshly squeezed options uh, for people that we're not using, you know, powdered mixes or. Or, you know, pre-sugared juices or anything like that. We're 
getting as much as we can from the source and then using those liquors to um, to kind of bring it all together. Well, and even, I mean, you have co- premier cocktails, but like I said, the food element is it's f- fresh ingredients sure. and just... Um, there is a level that's just different. Do you feel like you had to do something to kind of, there, there are a lot of restaurant options in this town. Um, and there are a lot of great restaurant options. So did you feel like you had to kind of raise the bar or at least, well, did you feel pressure on that? Oh, I feel pressure every (laughs) night at three o'clock in the morning when I raise that from the bed. But no, um, you know, I think if we're going to do something, it just, we want to do it from the ground level as much as possible. So whether that's hand making all of our sauces or dressings, um, you know, making grits every single day, every single day, making mashed potatoes from scratch, making rice, pastas, all those things. We try to do them as fresh as possible, just, you know, not to differentiate ourselves, but honestly, we have a wonderful food community here and we're just, we just want to keep up. You know, There are some foodies here yeah. for sure. And I think that there's, um, a lot of restaurants that that you do have to kind of you're you're all elevating each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Do you feel that competition is good and that there's some camaraderie? I, I mean, I always think that about the small business community. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think the relationships that we have, you know, a, as a family with the other business owners, with the other restaurant owners and operators, is very special and it's it's very unique. I think to 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 Cookville. Um, we are always talking, we're always communicating, you know, talking about battle stories with each other. Well, and you just mentioned owner and operator. And I think that that is something that, that sets things apart a little bit is that sometimes people own businesses in general and they're not in the business and they're just the, the kind of the silent partner. They're the owner. Um, was there a reason that you chose to be in the restaurant every single day and kind of. Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I honestly love it. I love being there with the people. Um, it, it gives me great, you know, emotional satisfaction to be able to lead younger people and people who are trying to find their way. And if I can just have a small positive impact on their lives through, you know, leading them into the direction that they want to go, that gives me great pride. And I know Katie's the same way. We've developed wonderful relationships with our staff and us being able to kind of guide them through their 20s and on into their life has been probably the most rewarding thing that that we've been able to do. And Katie, are you full-time at the restaurant as well? Or you're... No. Um, so I'm actually a regional sales manager. I sell all-star cheerleading apparel. <laughs> okay. And is the, is the plan to at some point be retire from sales and be sales in the restaurant and um i mean that would be a great forever plan but we have children and i like health insurance and some consistency and i mean a small business is definitely rewarding but there's a lot of stress and sweat equity as well um so it's been comforting to our family that we have a constant and a stable and then you know as the market goes up and down i'm able to kind of hold down financially the family i'm sure that the the sales and marketing aspect that you you have from your quote unquote day job has helped into the restaurant. So how, how those skills kind of come over? Um, I, I started off doing a lot of the marketing and social media. We actually have a marketing major that graduated in May that works for us named Sarah um, that manages and bartends for us. And she does all of our social media currently. So that is not me any longer. 
Um, but the staff all jokes and calls me HR because I always show up and say, you can't do that. You can't say this. Yeah. So I'd say it contributes a little bit. But well, and I think it, it's important to have, the, you know, somebody that is that, you know, the HR of things and, and kind of managing things. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry, and I have Tori and Katie Hess in today from Irrational Kitchen and Taps. So tell me a little bit about the specials. You guys run specials on certain days. And if people, I mean, I'm sure that there are people who have not been there yet. You have people uh, daily that say. Absolutely, yes. Um, we have people that come in new to our area every day. Obviously, Cookville is a you know very large growing market so we have new people coming in uh who are new to town or just are new to the to you know it's not common to have a restaurant over on north washington avenue so Mm -hmm. uh, they're still coming in and discovering us over there so we do offer happy hour uh tuesday through friday from four to seven in our bar and lounge area that's a dollar off every beer cocktail I, I think I've always been there at lunchtime. I don't yeah. think I've ever had a cocktail there. You got to come and try it. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to come at nighttime and have a cocktail um, there. On Wednesdays, we do what we call Wings Up Wednesdays. Let so me tell you, too. I, I went, I think, last Wednesday. or the, I've been there, and they were fantastic wings. Well, thank you so much. Fantastic. Yeah, we, uh, we try to do the best we can with them. Um, but So that's been a pretty big hit, obviously, with the tech crowd. Um, wings Up Wednesdays, is, is it 50% yes, off? Yeah, 50%, 50% off, off wings. wings. Yes. Um, and then on Thursday, we call it Berg's Day, um, and we do a, a special uh, weekly burger that we feature on all of our social media, as well as we do a discount on our basic cheeseburger. Um, so it kind of gives people an opportunity uh, to come in and see us and check some things out at a discounted price while still getting a high quality service in a great atmosphere. And then you do brunch on Sundays. And was that originally part of the plan of things is to have yeah. this fantastic brunch? So I blame brunch completely on my wife, Katie. <laughs> it's uh, her favorite meal. So every time we talked about, you know, what are we going to do on Sundays? It's always brunch. Did you ever think maybe we won't be open on Sundays? It'll just be family time? Or? No. The second we talked about a restaurant, we were having brunch. <laughs> yeah. You knew. We what, knew. What's the best item on the menu for brunch? Ooh, for brunch? It's hard. I, I think Katie needs if this yeah. is our... so, so it's hard to say. I do like the Irrational Benny, which is like fried green tomato and has pimento cheese and mm. stuff on it, eggs benedict. But I would say our number one seller is chicken and waffles. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For which, sure. Which I don't know that that's a big item around town is, uh, well, there's not a lot of places there's for brunch. Not. No, there's not. It's a growing market for sure. And we are lucky to be kind of, you know, 
you know, Crawdaddy's obviously does a fantastic job with their brunch. They've been doing it for years. Uh, 37 Cedar actually has a wonderful brunch also on Saturdays. But we, uh, we've been very lucky that brunch has been one of the most successful shifts that we have week in and week out. Well, and you are in a church location. You know, you have Washington Avenue Baptist Church yeah. over there. You have Life Church over there. So you kind yeah. of are in a good location for churches. Absolutely. We are the first restaurant that most of those people see coming out. And, yeah. You know, when, when uh, Pastor Bobby gets going, they, they get a little hungry afterwards. Yeah, when he he's long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you also... Um, People can rent the space out and ha- host yeah. parties there now and then. So do you, you close for private events? We Is do, that- yes. Uh, you know, we we are closed on Mondays currently. So a lot of times we'll just give them that whole day uh, to do whatever they want with it. Um, and we'll bring our staff in and get all the food that they'd like prepared, whether they want a buffet style uh, set up for their, for their people or a limited menu where we do two or three, you know, entree items that give them a choice of a few sides and desserts and things of that nature. Uh, so we do that. And then, you know, coming up in December with Christmas, everybody's going to do holiday parties for their staffs. And, you know, well, and I think the thing that's really nice is, again, you can rent a conference room or a, an event space, but it it is a pretty space. Katie, you've done a really great job of making nice. it um, nice looking in there. And so it does kind of create a different element for a holiday party. And it's really nice to, to be able to host something like that you know, for your staff or your team or whatever kind of event that people are hosting. We were lucky to have quite a few um, holiday parties last year. Mm -hmm. We did some pretty big ones and they went well. So was that something that was maybe a little, can we handle this? Are we going to do, you know? Oh, for sure. Because I mean, you know, it was our first year open, um, but people started calling and we were like, let's, let's do it. So we don't, we haven't really advertised a lot, but we do talk about in the restaurant. We always say we do big parties well, and we do feel pretty confident that we handle big tops really yeah. successfully so yeah in case you're just joining us i have tori and katie hess in from rationale kitchen so you guys have been doing this for about 18 months now did you think so tori you've worked in the restaurant industry for a while did you think 10 year old you was it were you going to own a restaurant were you going to be in the restaurant industry what did you no what, no what was not your at all life goals? Um, you know i always liked cooking with my grand you know my grandparents uh and being in the kitchen with them making biscuits with my grandmother and you know my nanny makes chocolate gravy that my sister you know talks about all the time to everybody um but no it was never like a dream of mine but you know i got into it uh in knoxville and really just kind of fell in love with the pace first um and, you know, kind of the quick satisfaction of, you know, making people happy, um, you know, and it just kind of developed from there. Um, so, no, I would say this was not in my game plan. Uh, I went to school to be a teacher. Um, so it wasn't really something that I was ever thinking of. I wanted to, you know, teach and coach high school basketball like all of my family. Which has done. do you feel like you kind of mentioned your employees and your staff? Do you feel like you kind of get to be in that leadership mentorship role with For them? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, a lot of people um, think of their businesses as a family, but, you know, uh, a lot of people don't have that good relationships with their families. But when you're part <laughs> of a team, yeah. you know, you've always kind of got that goal that you're going towards and you're trying to be the best at something, whether mm-hmm. it's in sports or in, in whatever other avenue that you take. So I think, you know, us having a cohesive team uh, atmosphere has been very something that I've leaned on and has been, you know, very rewarding. Katie, what about you? What's your plan? Are you from, are you a, a Tony? 
So I'm from East Tennessee. Okay. Um, and I went to school for fashion merchandising, and I've done pharmaceutical sales, and then I've done apparel sales, and now I'm in management. So no, not at nothing service industry. No. What at ten years old? What what was your plan? Were you thinking you would own a business at all, or do you think? So um, I my dad was a doctor and owned seven practices. So mm. I grew up in a business owner family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say owning a business was ever out of the realm of possibility, but restaurant was not my wheelhouse for sure. Well, and I think that the thing that's interesting, even with your dad, he was a doctor, you said, but people never think of doctors as business owners. And I think a lot of times people don't think of restaurants as a business owner. And there's so many elements of business that you need to know to, in order to run a successful restaurant. Where did you get that kind of business aspect, you know, knowing the numbers and how to price out your menu and, and how to, how would I yeah, <laughs> hire no, I mean, your staff? Look, so um, I think obviously my time in Knoxville um, with some very successful restaurants helped me along that path. But then when you take a step back and I went to work for Cisco it really put me on the other side of the table so I could see a little different perspective of, you know, what was going on in businesses. So I think that helped a lot. But, you know, you think that you know everything about a business and then you get into it and your eyes are really open. So you're having to constantly learn. And, you know, I think that's one of the rushes that being an entrepreneur gives you is you're, you're constantly learning and getting better. Um was your journey into Cisco, was that part of, was it, it wasn't part of your plan to get knowledge no, to be, it was no, just. No, it wasn't. It just kind of is how life happens. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, when I left working for Cassie's Corner Grill, which was the restaurant I, I ran in Farragut, um, you know, it was, we had just had our daughter. Uh, we have had two older sons and all that they ever knew was me kind of working the restaurant hours. Um, so I needed to kind of take a step back and take a break and and uh, learn a different different way of doing things. So yeah. that was a great break for us for Cisco. And then, you know, things happen in life and you kind of get that itch again. And I was very lucky that Katie was supportive of, of the goal and the dream to, to do something here locally. And that's where we kind of are. We'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us. I am Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry and I have Tori and Katie Hess in from Irrational Kitchen and Taps. So we've talked about the fact that there's a lot of business or a lot of restaurants here in town. Did you, when you were kind of mapping stuff out, so you opened the doors in May, how long before you kind of had this idea to open the doors? Was that journey, that process? Yeah, I think we started talking about it in October, November of the year before we opened. In 2021. Yeah, in 2021. That is not um, a very long time. <laughs> well. No, it was before that. Yeah, maybe so, it was. Go ahead. So he hasn't mentioned, but the way, so we had talked about this before, but until we, so I took a COVID pay cut and within 12 hours ish, he took a COVID pay cut. Mm. So that's where we kind of were like, we've got a captain our own ship and we were home. You know, everybody was home. There wasn't Mm -hmm. anything to do. So we started the business plan during COVID. 2020. Which is part of where the restaurant name came from, because obviously it's not a very rational decision to Mm. start a business post pandemic. Um, well, in, in in a restaurant where we didn't really know mm-hmm. what, what that was going to look like. Yeah, yeah. what the world was going to be. Yeah. So um, it, was a lot, it was a lot longer than that, that we kind of had the business plan and had the idea. But coming to fruition was a little fast and furious. Um, 
some of that was a little financially motivated to get the doors open, but you know, whatever gets the job done. Well, and we, you, we talked about this a little bit. You guys went to a bank, took a bank loan and then personally invested. You don't have investors in the restaurant. And so you're, literal blood, sweat, and tears is in this restaurant. Were there times that you have thought either before you opened the doors or since you've opened the doors that what are we doing? We, we, this is not going to work. We're going to have to shut this down. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, let me first off start by saying, you know, the owners of our building, you know, Matt Allen and Mike Krill have been really helpful in helping us get this thing off the ground. Um, And their help has kind of, allowed us to expedite the process of getting open. Um, but as far as your second question, yeah, it's sleepless nights, um, long hours and very stressful, but it's rewarding in its own way. Um, and I think it, it will continue to be rewarding if we can, you know, create and, and maintain a successful business in well, the growing community. And I would think Tori growing up here, having family here, um, not just having a, a business, but having a place that becomes kind of a legacy of this community. Um, does that add an element of things that, you know, it just feels cool to be kind of part of the landscape of, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, but that, you know, I don't want to, hmm, I don't want to do this from a pride perspective because I think we're just trying to be stewards of what we're being blessed with and we want to make it as good as we possibly can for the community so we can kind of grow up as the community continues to grow. Yeah. To, to add into the landscape yes. of, of where things are becoming and that building itself, you mentioned um, Mike reels and Matt Allen, Matt Allen, um, that building has just become something. Yeah, it's, it's um, a, I remember uh, maybe five ish years ago, root salon and, mm-hmm. and there was a furniture store that was owned by Tiffany um, Fitzgerald that was in that. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea so much was possible in that yes. building. Um, do you, do you have any idea where their forethought to take this abandoned warehouse building and make it just this cool, I mean, stage one dance studios yeah. in that building and root salon still in that building. There was a, um, improv, um, right. theater that was in that mm-hmm. build that they're, they're moving out, but there's just been so many cool things and, and it's just a neat concept there. Well, I think that's a testament to what, you know, what they've been doing, uh, within the community. I think, um, their vision may or may not have been to have a restaurant and, uh, you know, all these other. It's like an indoor mall, but is. way cooler than a mall. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, they were very, um, you know, giving to us and helping us get uh, off the ground. But then there's so many other little businesses that have opened up from legacy home interiors right across the street, cookable kitchen sales. Uh, glow med spa glow med spa obviously roots was you know the the pillar there that started it all and they just do a wonderful job emily and her staff and then there's um, a bar place upstairs and then they're just in the last month or so there's a boutique that is yes. in there as well yeah it, and it's just I, I really i mean when i when i had gone into roots five years ago it's like oh okay this is kind of a cool mm-hmm. building and then more people, more and more and more places were opening up in there. And it's like, where? I, I didn't yeah. have it. I mean, I feel like it's this like black hole yeah. of just there's more, but it doesn't feel cramped in there. No. It doesn't feel like there's a lot. I mean, it's it's a quiet building. It's a, a, a really great 
like I said, concept, and it's so different for this area. Yeah, it's very deceptive from the outside, of, and, and when you actually walk in and see the footprint that it actually holds. Um, but it is, I think it's something that obviously the market can handle and, and, and wants because there are so many little cool businesses that are going in there. And it gives you know entrepreneurs a creative way to put their art out there um, and do it in a market that may not be you know, as crazy busy as, you know, the beautiful west side of town is. Um, but Did you feel like it was a risk to not be in the west side of sure. town? For sure. Yeah. Um, and we actually were really lucky. Somebody took a risk on a restaurant. So yeah. you don't think about it, but putting an industrial kitchen into a building kind of marries that building to being a restaurant long term. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple of buildings that we called about in town, people didn't want a restaurant. So even though they were vacant, they didn't want to rent to us. So we had to find somebody that would let us put an industrial kitchen in somewhere. So we were really lucky that we found a space we wanted with really good owners that kind of let us, I mean, it was a truck loading dock before. Yeah. Well, and have you felt like it's now a camaraderie with amongst the other businesses in Absolutely. that space? Would yeah. you, would you go back and be in a standalone building at this point? No, I don't. I, I think it works for what we do. I mean, obviously we have a ton of parking over there, which yeah. is a blessing Yeah. Um, because all those businesses are, are doing, doing really well and bringing a lot of people in. So, uh, you know, like they say, a high tide raises all the ships. And I think, you know, I say that all the time, the, the <laughs> yes. more successful that, and that the other businesses can be is the more successful that we'll be just like the other local restaurants. in. I mean, you know, you talked about competition a little bit earlier and I, I I do want to be the very best that we can possibly be, but I don't look at it as a, as competition with 37 Cedar or any of the other local restaurants. I'm just trying to be better than we were yesterday, mm-hmm. just by a little bit. Well, and I think there is an element of higher end local owned restaurants in town. And that's really nice when it comes to entertaining people coming from outside if they want to open, you know, um, corporations and you have these higher end people that are coming to Tennessee Tech or investing into the the econ- the ecosystem that we have here. It's nice to have nicer places and not just, you know, every chain restaurant that they've ever seen. Yeah. It's nice to have something different yeah. and, and all those elements. In case you're just joining us, we have Tori and Katie Hess from Irrational Kitchen and Taps Inn. If people want, so, so what are the hours that that you guys have. We, we talked about lunch and dinner and, yeah. and brunch on Sundays. So we open, um, we're closed on Mondays, but we are open Tuesdays through Thursdays from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Friday and Saturday, we stay open until 10. And then on Sundays, we do our brunch and we start at 1030 and we go until 3. Okay. And then you, and we, we've kind of talked about the location, but you're on Washington mm-hmm. Avenue, just yep. north of the train tracks. Yep. Just north of the train tracks to the right at 1227 North Washington Avenue. And if people want to check out your menu on your website, where is mm-hmm. your website? Uh, irrationalkitchen.com. And we are on social media at irrational underscore kitchen. And people, you can find pictures of all the things oh, yes. and, and check it all out. What what do you think? You kind of keep saying that you want to be better than you were yesterday. So eighteen months in, what what are the things that you've learned over the last eighteen months that make you better than you were even a year ago from today? I think um, being efficient and your decisions is something that I've learned to be a lot better at. Um, whether it's changing up little recipes, changing up menus, um, or changing up marketing plans, I think it's it's just being efficient and consistent with 
your decision making. Does it take you some effort sometimes to step back out of the restaurant and think about the kind of overall big picture of what are we doing? What's our marketing plan? What's our food plan? Are we, does it kind of. For sure. I think, I think that is probably where I need to start growing a little bit more is working on the business as opposed to working in in the the business. business. Um, So I think that's something that uh, I try to work on each day. Uh, Katie's really good about reminding me of, you know, taking the small victories and looking at the big picture of things. Um, But I definitely think that's an area of growth that I'm going to be working on myself. Do you see this being a family business? You mentioned that you have children. Do Are they involved in things? Are they in there at the moment? Our 16-year-old is a host. Yeah. Um, he is learning grace in stressful situations. For sure. Um, and work ethic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would want them to have the lifestyle that we have, you know, working 60, 70 hours a week, uh, high stress. But I do think that they are gaining something from seeing us work in this aspect and and taking risks and understanding challenges and developing, you know, solutions to problems. Uh, so I think it's a great, um, you know, experience for them as well. Do I want them working, you know, six days a week for 70 hours a week? Maybe not. Maybe I, I hope a little bit better for them than that. Do you do you have a five year plan? Do you do you plan on do you think you would open another location at all? Do you think you would expand the the current footprint of what you have? Uh, you know, it's hard to see through the clouds right now with yeah. with everything that go that's going on uh, in the economy. But um, I would like to just take it and make it as as good as we possibly can be, and then five years, you know, hopefully we can come out and maybe have another one or just. Keep on doing it the best we can. Yeah, right. Katie, yeah. are you on board with that? Uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how he's financing another one, but I can't wait to find out. Yeah. Well, I do think. I mean, I think that Cookville has become such a. Uh, anchor of good restaurants but then it's it is expanding i think that jackson county has some great places and overton county has some great places and you know we can get down to some white county you know i I really do think that there is potential to expand into some of our surrounding counties and and kind of elevate the level of food experiences in, in the upper cumberland yeah i agree can't, can't say it better myself. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming in today. If you haven't checked out Irrational Kitchen and Taps, you should go over there. Um, I need to check out brunch. I haven't checked it out yet. So I'm going to check out brunch in the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us.